ask that you open your Bibles tonight to Psalm 124. Psalm 124, and we're returning back to the Psalms of Ascent. Good to see you here tonight in the Lord's house. Psalm 124. And before we get into the Word of God, let's uh, do go to the Lord in prayer. Father, as we look at Psalm 124 tonight, open our hearts to hear your word. Forgive me for my many shortcomings and help me, your unworthy servant, as I read your word tonight. Help me to be faithful in proclaiming the truth of your word. And Lord, uh, we just give you the praise and the honor. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Psalm 124, beginning in verse 1, where David, the psalmist, stated, If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, now may Israel say, If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, when men rose up against us, then they had swallowed us up quick. When their wrath was kindled against us, then the waters had overwhelmed us, the stream had gone over our soul. Then the proud waters had gone over our soul. Blessed be the Lord who hath not given us up, given us as a prey to their teeth. Our soul is escaped as a bird out of the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken and we are escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. In Psalm 124, this Psalm of Ascent uh, is the filth of the Psalms of Ascent. It is a song of prayer, praise to God for deliverance that had happened. Now, we don't know what the historical background necessarily of it. It's kind of vague here. Uh, uh, and I'll just vaguely give my opinion uh, in here in a few minutes, but really don't know for sure. It's just, uh, uh, it's most agree it was written by David. This is the second of the five Psalms of Ascent that we believe or know was written by David. And I love verse 7. It, to me, it's really 7 and 8, not just verse 7. <coughs> Where David states, our soul is escaped as a bird out of the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken and we are escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And uh, that's just so beautiful. And it's a, a declaration of praise to Almighty God. Uh, you know, when I read the first of five verses, you know, when I see this about the waters, then the waters that overflown us, overwhelmed us, the stream, the proud waters going over our soul. I had thoughts of the Exodus. Was David thinking of that? I'm not sure. It could have been a whole variety of things. Uh, and we probably will never know on this side of eternity. Uh, but the key thing is that what David is stating here is 
that salvation is of the Lord. Salvation is of the Lord. And uh, when we look at this tonight, uh, that's the first thing I want us to see, that salvation is of God. Whether David's speaking here in Psalm 124 of Israel's deliverance from some enemy or our soul from hell. In John chapter 14, in verse 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. That's a central verse. It reminds us salvation is of the Lord. He didn't, he didn't say, I'm one of the ways, or I came to show you the way of salvation. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And the last part's often left off of notice. No man cometh unto the Father but by me, only through Jesus. Salvation is of the Lord. Psalm 62 and verse 1 David again stated, Truly my soul waiteth or watch waiteth upon God, from him cometh my salvation. My soul waiteth upon God. From him cometh my salvation. It is from God <coughs> that we get our salvation, my friends. Here this next week, October thirty first is Reformation Day. What happened October 31st? Why do we call it Reformation Day? Well, it was on that day that an Augustinian monk by the name of Martin Luther came and nailed the 95 theses on the door of Wittenberg Church. And it started a revival against a teaching that salvation was basically a cooperation between us and God. That's what the medieval Roman church was teaching and still does. It's a cooperation. And unfortunately, it's in Protestantism today that, you know, you know, it's based on our free will. You know, that's basically, I mean, I'm cooperating with God in my salvation. I mean, how many times you've heard people say, I believe in salvation by grace through faith, but you know, once you get it, it's you you know, you gotta keep it, you gotta keep doing this and that to progress, or you'll lose it. That's teaching a cooperation between you and God. But Luther came to the to the view through the work of the Holy Spirit that salvation is totally of God. It is by grace through faith. And that even our good works are the fruit of our faith. Not us cooperating with God. <laughs> uh, in Acts chapter 16, in verse 31, what did they tell the, the jailer, uh, Paul and Silas? The, you know, what must I do to be saved? Well, you got to do this and that. Let me give you a book to read, and I want you to take it home and study it, and then we'll go over it the next few weeks. They didn't say that, did they? They said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. It's a simple message, but it's one the world can't comprehend. 
Because, see, humans, because of our fallen nature, we are work-centered. We got to do something. It's a lot of human pride in that. I got to do something. I got to work for it. We don't like to hear that there's nothing we can do, that it's already been done. And here, here we see, going back to Psalm 124, <coughs> you know, that it is of God. And that snare, my friends, has been broken. That word snare means net. The fowler were hunters. These were, they'd get big nets and they'd catch birds. And David compares Israel <coughs> and us as like a captured bird in a net but the good news is the net's been cut open it's been broken uh, we've been set free in Colossians chapter 2 Colossians chapter 2 verses 13 through 15 <coughs> The Apostle Paul wrote, And you being dead in your sins, he didn't say you were sick in your sins. He says, You being dead in your sins, and the uncircumcision of your flesh hath he quickened, that is, made alive, together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. How many of your trespasses? All of them. Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us which was contrary to us and took it out of the way nailing it to the cross and having spoiled principalities and powers he made a show of them openly triumphing over them in it at the cross Christ triumphed over our spiritual enemies that's good news folks he triumphed over. He took, he took our sins. He paid for our sins. And those ordinances that spoke out against us, he fulfilled by his death upon the cross. And for the elect of God, the snare is broken, my friends. A lot, a lot of people today act like there's a, you know, that it's not over with. Even some Christians, uh, but it's over with, folks. It, Satan is defeated. I remember that uh, movie a few years ago. Well, it, you can still watch it. It's called Downfall. It's, I believe, the last few days of Adolf Hitler. It's a German movie. Uh, it's English subtitled. Uh, but you, but in this movie, Hitler's in his bunker, and he is still convinced that he can somehow win. Here in the late, here in what April of 1945, and yet only yards away is the Russian army encroaching on Berlin, pushing into Berlin, destroying Berlin. He's giving commands to his generals, but their armies are gone. He didn't realize it was over with. There's no way he was going to win. And my friends, uh, Satan is defeated. That's good news. He, yes, we go through a lot through life, and we're tormented, but Satan's defeated. 
And that last part, going back to Psalm 124, again, Psalm 124, uh, where it says, the snare is broken and we are escaped. We've escaped it, my friends, like a bird flying away. Here, a few weeks ago, a little goldfinch, which I hadn't seen in a long time, got in the store and he ran right into that that little, you know, sliding door, boom. I went and gently picked him up. He was still alive. He just had knocked his breath out. And I got a beautiful little bird, a little goldfinch if you've ever seen him. And I went outside, went kind of away from, pretty good ways away from the store. And, and when I let go, zoom, <laughs> he shot up quickly. Uh, it's beautiful. Folks, that's the way we were when we were set free. Our souls were set free by Christ and what he did at the cross. In Colossians, Colossians chapter 1, verses 13 and 14. Paul tells us this. Well, let's start in verse 12, excuse me. And by the way, you could pray these uh, these three verses of Scripture every day. Giving thanks unto the Father, and shouldn't we do this, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness, and have translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. We're not part of this old world again. Yes, we're living in it. But you're, what you were once were, that changed when you were born again. You're part of the kingdom of his dear son. Him we've had redemption through his blood and the forgiveness of sins. Uh, and I want to close with the familiar verses of Scripture in John chapter 8. The words of our Lord Jesus Christ. In verses 30, well, 32 through 36. Well, verse 31, excuse me. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him. These are, he's saying this to those who believed in him, these Jews. If you continue in my word, then are you my, ye my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth will do what? Shall make you free. They answered him, We be Abraham's seed, and were never in bondage to any man. Now, how sayest thou, ye shall be made free? By the way, they'd been in bondage to everybody. If you look at the history of Israel, the Syrians, the Babylonians, you go on, Philistines. And by the way, this deals a lot with, you deal with the freedom of man, you know. You know, we've never been bondage to, you know, bondage to anyone. People think that today, that I'm not bondage to no one. You're in bondage to the devil if you're lost. You just don't realize it. You're just like them. Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, whosoever committeth sin is a servant of sin. Wow. If you commit sin, if you're in bondage, these people out here, if they think they're, they're living for sin, they think they've got all the freedom in the world, 
I know some of them. They think they got all the freedom. They don't realize they're in bondage to what they're doing. They're in bondage to that sin. It's what whosoever committeth sin is a servant of sin. And the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth. If the son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. He is the one that sets us free, my friends. Jesus set me free. I don't care, my friends. You might be like me. You were brought up in church. But I'm going to tell you that what that church raising didn't save me. It helped point me to the Lord, but I was lost as can be till I was saved as a teenager at Hillmore Baptist Church. You may have lived the rough life and had a dramatic conversion and praise God, and you were set free also. Uh, Jesus sets us free. Salvation is of the Lord, as David states. He has set us free. Let's Psalm 124 is one that we can sing. Enjoy our salvation. That the, even though the flood waters they were over us, our sin was over our heads, ready to destroy us. Had we were in sin, we were in bondage, but we've been set free by the blood of Christ. Praise be to Jesus. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we give you glory and praise for the salvation that we have in Christ alone. Lord, only in him do we have salvation. It is not our works, but it is the work of Christ upon Calvary that saves us. Oh, praise be to him. And if there be any tonight who's, who, who is lost here tonight or any who are watching, Lord, may you convict them of their need of salvation that they may look to Jesus Christ and him crucified. In his name I pray, amen.